0: Right, glad you're with us. Toll free 800-941-SEAN. Toll free telephone number. Mitch McConnell uh, laying out the groundwork uh, just moments ago about how the now 16 hours of long questioning is going to go. Uh, then they'll have the battle the over witnesses, which I have a lot to weigh in on. Mitch McConnell earlier today, the Hill reporting that, uh, I guess, reminding some of the wobbly, weak Uh, oh what do I do I don't want my constituents to be me mad at me why would they why any Republican senator would ever lend legitimacy to this Schumer shift show I mean it was a it was a knockdown, brutal takedown end of fight in, in the in the two hours they did Saturday I mean, between Seculo and Cipollone and Pam Bondi on the Bidens and Dershowitz on the Constitution and on Bolton, it's just every question is answered. This was so frustrating to me, watching all of this, this shift show. How, do, how is it even possible we are here? How is this possible? Especially knowing all that we know. It really, it shouldn't be all the discussion, bombshell, bombshell. We put a montage together. Now, I've had montages put together of every single solitary year. I won't play them all now because it'll take an hour of every report, everybody in the mob, in the media, bombshell, 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 stormy, bombshell, Russia, bombshell, 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 bombshell. And now we have just the bombshells about John Bolton. But remember, okay, these facts never change. It doesn't matter whether or not John Bolton is going to say whatever the New York Times secret anonymous source is telling us he's gonna say that his lawyer won't confirm. About well, I think the president said that he wanted to withhold. Money from Ukraine uh, until they investigated the Bidens and until they did this, 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 this and this. Let's say Bolton is telling the truth. Well, let's say he says it. Let's say he writes about it. And let's say it's true. Let's just take that for a second. All right. Now, I would imagine I'm a pretty fairly, well, it could be disputed normal person. In the course of your day, how many thoughts cross your head? How many times do you think something even bad about somebody? How many times maybe in your life have you ever said, oh, I'm going to kill that person? Uh, okay, but you don't. You don't kill that person. Hmm. Does that mean you've committed murder? Nope. You didn't. You thought about it, maybe. Maybe even serious, which would be probably you need help. The idea, we have the transcripts. There's two of them, but the main one. The July 25th phone call with the president and President Zelensky of Ukraine. We have it. The president willingly released it on the phone call they never discussed any aid now both Zelensky the foreign minister the president and the other 350,000 people that the president knew was on the call well they have said there was no pushing we have the transcript it shows there was no pushing no pressure no linkage no quid or pro or quo like Joe none whatsoever don't if you do this or say you do this, I'll give you the security assistance dollars. That never happened. Nobody even says it happens. That's why that's why the compromised, corrupt congenital liar made up a new transcript. You know, the Ukrainians didn't even know at the time that aid was being delayed temporarily. The president talked on that call about corruption and that the new president was seemed to be hanging out with some of the corrupt uh, people from the last administration in Ukraine, Poroshenko's administration. Anyway, so, but they didn't even know. Now, they got the aid and some of it even they got early. They got the aid money early. Did the Ukrainians take any action as it relates to any investigation into the Bidens? Nope. Did they promise to take any action as it relates to an investigation into the Bidens? Nope. Did they ever take, although we have evidence, Ukraine independently, separate and apart from Russia, 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 you know, did did, did they ever start an investigation into that? Nope. Did they ever promise to start an investigation? Nope. They took no action. They promised no action. They announced no action. So let's say the president, let's give, bolted if it's true in the manuscript from the, you know, anonymous source. Maybe it's one of those lucky moments that the New York Times gets right. After two and a half years, they actually got one thing right, that the dirty Clinton bought and paid for Russian dossier was likely Russian misinformation from the get-go. That would be to hurt Trump. Those facts never changed. They did nothing, and they got the money. They never pledged to do anything. They got the money. One fact witness actually asked the president, what do you want specifically? Nothing, no quid or pro or quo. It never changes. It doesn't change. There's the, all of this noise, it comes down to that. Facts, truth, matter. But you wouldn't know it if you watch your corrupt, and they are so corrupt. And I mean the, the, the media mob in this country, everything to them regarding Donald Trump is a bombshell. Now, what did I say last week? I said, you know, the reason I feel pretty good, we're now 280 days away before we hear from the ultimate jury. The ultimate jury is you, we, the American people. You in 280 days, by the way, earlier, and if you want to know when early voting starts and absentee voting and registration, you need to do it, go to Hannity.com. It's an informational map for you. We put up there for your benefit so that you can participate in 280 days. But, you know, we now know you get to shock the world again. And I kind of I don't know what's going to happen. Joe Scarborough thinks people like me are living in a bubble. Maybe he's right. Maybe I'll say, Joe, you were right. I was living in a bubble, I guess, because I think Trump. Oh, I, I'm kind of suspicious all the time. It's hard for Republicans to win. You got to get North Carolina. You got to get Ohio, Florida. Uh, You got to you got to kind of run the table. You got to pick off Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. Maybe Minnesota would be in play this year. You got to get Florida. You know, you got to pick up Arizona. We're looking for Nevada. We're looking for New Mexico, New Hampshire. Oh, I would like to think all these these states are in play. I'd like to think that the record breaking economy and all the foreign policy success would be fine. So I think that the president, yeah, are you better off than you were four years ago? Looking looking pretty darn good by every measure. The president keep his word. Well, he kept every promise, he said. Every single one of them. I run the checklist over on this program and on TV constantly. Nobody else does it. I I guess I'll have to keep doing it. And the next thing, okay, now did the president, has the president lost any of the support that he had from 2016? Nope, I don't really see any attrition at all. You know what I see? Angry. You know, Walmart buying Trump supporters. That's what I see. And they're more energized than ever. Now, the president took the extra, what, 13 million more Americans on food stamps. Eight of them are now off of food stamps. Wow. After eight years of Biden-Obama, that's a pretty good success rate. Millions out of poverty, but, you know, we have eight million more Americans in poverty under Biden, Obama, you know, millions off of food stamps. Good. We have nearly eight million new jobs. We have the president making trade deals everywhere, even with China, 220 billion. So I'm thinking, yeah, he has a good shot at maybe getting some of the people that were left behind in the Biden, Obama year. So I think it looks as good as it can. But I'm suspicious. I'm Irish. I always think the next thing's going to drop on my head. But I will tell you, we live in strange times. Let me just play the mob. Bombshell. 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 Listen. Some of the other headlines that
1: we have to cover this morning for you at 12 minutes past the hour. All right, so President Trump is denying a bombshell report that claims that he told former National Security Advisor John Bolton to continue freezing aid Ukraine until they launched the political investigations he wanted.
2: Bombshell revelations From former National Security Advisor John Bolton. The president's own supporters on Capitol Hill scrambling, uh, trying to figure out exactly how to move forward now that this John Bolton bombshell has
3: just absolutely shaken Washington. A seismic shock. Hit Capitol Hill like a thunderbolt.
1: Bombshell. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton ready to turn on the president as news leaks from his explosive new book about what he claims really happened with Ukraine. And I feel like with the Bolton testimony, with this bombshell about the manuscript... An explosive report just out. And it could be a bombshell. An explosive new account from former National Security Advisor John Bolton that could undercut the president's
0: case. I I can't take it anymore. Bombshell to death. I've got three years of bombshell, bombshell, bombshell. Manufactured crisis. Stormy, 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 you know. Russia, 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 impeach, impeach, impeach. This never ends. They don't even get new words. I don't even know why after watching this, this absolute knockout, beat down, anybody can compare this. And it frustrates me because they, they want to drag this out as long as they can. We all know the net result of all of this. And the worst part of it to me is the breathtaking hypocrisy. It is sick. It is deranged. It is ugly in its lack of adherence to common sense, reason, truth, intellectual honesty. And that is, yeah, you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor who's investigating my zero experience son who is getting paid eighty three thousand dollars a month, millions and millions of dollars. And that's a month while the average American is making less than fifty four thousand dollars a year. I think this is a beatdown for Biden. Biden's going to pay a price for this. And then Republicans, a few of them that are stupid enough to want to take on the constitutional role of the of the House. That's not their job. McConnell telling having to tell colleagues today, I'll have a chance to ask questions uh, later in the week. And then we'll talk about the issue of witnesses. Good. I want Hunter. Zero experience, Hunter. Quid pro quo, Joe. I want the compromised congenital liar Schiff, and I want the non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower, and I want the people that heard him talking about taking down Donald Trump in week two of his presidency. How's that? Now, at some point, this is all going to go away. Now, there is even CNN had to, to promote the fact that the National Association for Business Economics, they said yesterday, fears of a recession have abated. Businesses are confident about the health of the U.S. economy. 67% of respondents to a survey expect America's GDP to continue growing, while 30% expect it to be even higher than 3%. In October, only 20% thought that was possible. Even the Washington Post, their impeachment shock poll, finds that Trump is in better shape after the impeachment started. Whoopsie-daisy, sounds like a... A backlash to me. And if you want the Gallup poll, well, Americans haven't been this satisfied with the direction of their country in nearly 15 years. 68% of Americans satisfied with the economy. 68% satisfied with the nation's security from terrorism. 81% Americans satisfied with the nation's military strength preparedness, satisfaction with race relations and the position of African-Americans, other racial minorities in the country have both increased since Trump took office. Wow. That's why I guess Trump is better positioned than ever to defeat the Democrats in November. That's why they got to, you know, bloody him up this way and take the country and drag the country down the the down the, the sewer where they are. This is what draining a swamp looks like. And if you missed over there, fake news CNN. oh we got a doozy for you. If you think irredeemable deplorables and bitter Americans clinging to God and heaven above our creator and and our constitution and our Bibles and religion was bad and irredeemable deplorables is bad and you think smelly Walmart, Trump supporters is bad. Oh, we got a new one because all of it comes down to they in the swamp and the sewer. They think they're smarter than us. They have nothing but contempt for the people that make this country great. Which is where I was going and got distracted. I'm going to tell you something. This is your moment. Two hundred and eighty days. It's your moment. You own this. This is you. You'll get the government you deserve. That's all I can say. I hope you shock the world again. I can't. I have no idea what's going to happen. Nobody does. Anyone tells you they do, they're lying. Let me give you a preview of this uh, as I went long in the last segment and have the news coming up. Just listen to CNN. Don Lemon laughing. Let's listen to how they talk about the American people.
4: Of course, it, it, it's it's a it's he's just trying to demean her, and it, obviously it's false. And look, he also knows deep in his heart that Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane next to it. He knows that this is you know an an administration defined by ignorance of the world, and so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience. Uh, you know the 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 credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump um, that, that wants to think that. That that Donald Trump's a smart one, and oh, y'all y'all elitists are dumb. You you us with your geography and your maps
2: and your spelling, even though my math and your reading. Yeah, you're reading. You know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte, all those lines on the map. Only them elitists know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But by the Oh my God. <laughs> but, but you, know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh my God. But, you know, but, but in all honesty,
0: I'll get back to this on the other side. Oh, uh, there's the compromised corrupt congenital liar subpoenaing. John Bolton would have tied us up in court for a long time. Well, it still can tie you up in court for a long time. There you go. Not much you can do. But I go back, it, you know, this is what's frustrating. It doesn't matter if John Bolton says, well, the president was clear. He was talking about it in the White House, in the Oval Office. He said he, he wanted to with aid date until they did A, B, and C. Okay. Did the Ukrainians ever feel that pressure? Nope. They've said so many times. Zelensky even went as far to say, well, what the hell is going on with you people over there? And this is bizarre to them and so those are the people on the call they never felt pressure they never felt pushing they never saw any linkage of any kind and they've been clear maybe we need to call Zelensky, uh president Zelensky. will you come and and join us for the schumer shift sham show for a couple of days and just reiterate everything you've already said on the record the crannies didn't they didn't even know that there had been a a hold on it president was concerned rightly over what he was concerned over corruption and said so on the call. He never talked about aid, but he did talk about corruption. Now, they got their money, even their money early. They took no action. They never started an investigation. And even more importantly, they never promised to start an investigation. And maybe even more important than that is they never announced an investigation. And they got all of their money. And then they had five subsequent meetings, including with the vice president. I think one was with Pompeo. I mean, the highest level with Zelensky. At no time did they ever talk about aid being contingent upon any actions. Now, why is it important to call zero experience Hunter and quid pro quo Joe? Because, well, the president did mention them on the call. He also mentioned, well, Ukrainian election interference. And I've been reading a lot about it. He's probably referring to what people have told him of regards to Ukrainian court. We you know, Ukrainian court said Ukraine interfered in our 2016 election on behalf of Hillary. Perhaps he was also familiar with the January 11, 2017 Politico article that that was an investigative report. It takes, you know, they, when you print out something on the Internet, it says how long it takes to read 22 minutes. It says it'll take the average person to read their investigative report that chronicles Ukrainian election interference. And that does not, by the way, in any way, shape, manner, or form. Uh, uh, Is that a conspiracy theory by conservatives saying it wasn't Russia, it was Ukraine? They're saying it was Ukraine, not Russia. No, we're not. Devin Nunes was right. Russia, he warned, would interfere in the 2016 election. Even the New York Times, with their unsourced hearsay, You know, Maggie Haberman piece. I mean, there's such hacks over at the New York Times. I mean, maybe they're right this time. They'd be lucky. I have no idea what's in John Bolton's head. I don't really care. I've invited John Bolton to be on this show. I've invited John Bolton to be on TV. John Bolton, you want to talk? Come on my show. known John Bolton a long time. Always had a good relationship with him. I know from people that I've talked to and my sources that John Bolton didn't get along with Mick Mulvaney, didn't get along with Mike Pompeo. And John Bolton was very unhappy that he was let go by the president. That part I know. Okay, but if the DOJ and Pompeo and Mulvaney all contradict whatever it is the New York Times is suggesting may or may not be in some manuscript of John Bolton's, well, who are you going to go with? Well, then a jury would say, oh, that's called conflicting testimony. And that means it wouldn't go anywhere in the end. Nobody seems to care. It just This this is who they are. This defines them. Doesn't matter how good things are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the quid pro Joe, quo Joe and zero experience. Hunter now for the president. Why did he mention them? Because Joe's on tape bragging about shaking down the country of Ukraine using taxpayer dollars and doing it so that a prosecutor will be fired. Investigating his son being paid millions Eighty three thousand dollars a month while the average American is making less than fifty four thousand a year. And that and the president's. Wow. The stuff about Joe and Hunter. Wow. He didn't say to investigate them. He did say do us a favor. Get to the bottom of any election interference, which, by the way, is another legitimate thing. And I guess I was one of the few that have been saying all along, "Uh, yeah, we really need to you know, understand the president's role is to faithfully execute the laws of the land. Now, the president will always say the call was perfect, a perfect call. Okay, I don't know if there's such a thing as a perfect call, but I see nothing wrong with the call. Nothing at all. Matter of fact, I think now in many ways, the Democrats, dumb as they are, that have done nothing for three years except hate Trump, may have done the country a favor. Because now the country, when they listen to quid pro quo, Joe, and they hear the devastating case laid out about the Bidens and they realize how much money Hunter was making. And we'll have Peter Schweitzer back his new book, Profiles in Corruption, Abuse of Power by America's Progressive Elite. And there are five separate uh, Biden family members to getting rich off of access to Joe. Wow. I think that might be room for an investigation. Now, is the media going to do that? No. Now, let me get back to this whole fake news CNN issue. I guess it's Don Lemon's show. Um, I met Don Lemon, you know, occasionally, same circles in terms of, and I go out very infrequently. I mean, I am a hermit. I'm I'm focused on my jobs. That's what I do. Anyway, the uh, far-left op-ed writer, some guy named uh, whatever, I can't even pronounce his name. Anti-established Republican, I guess this was, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, Rick Wilson, who was John McCain's guy. Think, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. It's amazing all the McCain people, Nicole Wallace, Steve Schmidt. I got along with all of them. I have no problem with any of them. I, I get it. They, they don't like Donald Trump, but how they can support all this madness, I don't know. I guess people like being on television is my my theory or my guess That would probably explain Liberal Joe. I don't have a problem with Liberal Joe either. And I don't care that they don't like me, any of them. doesn't matter to me. I don't need to be liked by them. I I would prefer to do the show that they don't do. And that is not spread lies, hoaxes, conspiracy theories, propaganda, misinformation, and being basically nothing but an extension of the press office of all things radical, extreme, democratic, socialist I and and of course hate Trump every second of every day. Now I mentioned uh, Obama that you know these bitter Pennsylvanians that cling to their their god. That's a pretty pretty awful thing to say. I mean I would think praying to God, believing in your creator, believing that there is the majesty of creation and in you know, our founding document that we're endowed by our creator, all rights come from him. They're God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I think that's within American tradition. One nation under God. That's us. That's what I always thought. And by the way, it doesn't have to be one religion. We believe in religious freedom. But more important than, of course, we get some other insight. Irredeemable deplorables. but clinging to God, guns, uh, our Constitution, our Bibles, and religion. Wow. Sounds like contempt for conservatives or Governor Cuomo in New York. I don't have a problem, really, with Governor Cuomo. I totally disagree with his socialist policies. I think he is pushing people out of New York every day to the detriment of New Yorkers. But that's my thoughts. I'm not running for governor. I couldn't win the governorship in New York. Uh, And then you got, let's see, irredeemable deplorables. And then the Peter Struck, Lisa page. I can smell them from here. Trump supporters, smelly Walmart shoppers. Wow. But this takes the cake. Because listen to how they discuss the American people. And let me tell you what's at the bottom of all things Trump. It's not just Donald Trump they hate. They hate we, the people that elected him. There's a contempt. There is a elitism. There is a disconnect that is so deep. You know, we're always lectured by the left that we should be inclusive in everything. But when it comes to, you know, ripping conservatives to shreds and those people that do all the working and building and paying of taxes and raising their kids and obeying the laws and voting for Donald Trump. By the way, there's like well, how many th- hundreds of thousands of people signed up to get in the New Jersey rally tonight? New Jersey, Donald Trump getting, you know, as of like day one, they had 100,000 people sign up. I saw lines on social media. Today. They're massive. Never seen anything like it. Should have moved it to the Meadowlands. They would have been able to fill it five times over. Now listen to fake news CNN. This, is, this uh, you know, unfortunately, I would argue is how a lot of the media establishment, this is the New York, D.C., San Francisco, L.A., leftist elitist mentality establishment sounds like the, the swamp creatures in other words listen
4: of course it, it, it's it's a it's he's just trying to demean her and it, obviously it's false and look he also knows deep in his heart that donald trump couldn't find ukraine on a map if you had the letter u and a picture of an actual physical crane next to it he knows that this is you know an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world and so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience uh, you know the, the, the credulous boomer Rube demo that backs Donald Trump um, that, that wants to think that that, that Donald Trump's a smart one and there oh, y'all y'all lead us for them. you, you
2: lead us with your geography and your maps and your spelling even though my your math and in, you're reading yeah you're reading you know your geography knowing other countries. Sipping your latte, all those lines on the map. <laughs> Only the Meliters know where Ukraine is. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize.
5: But but but
2: but you know what? But it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh but, you know, but but in all honesty, but <laughs> you know what Rick, NPR should why do? Not. Sorry.
0: Hold on. <laughs> you, wait, wait. Wait. Can yeah, I tell you? Give me a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. That was
3: good. Sorry. Rick, that was a good one. I needed that.
0: This is CNN. Fake news, CNN. The Rube demo. And you know how old them uh, people's is and all that stuff and, you know, reading a map and those lines on the map and geography and Amelita said the only ones know what Ukraine is. Pretty breathtaking, isn't it? Now, Don Lemon, it's not his first rodeo. I mean, let's listen to some of the greatest hits of him.
3: He has given oxygen to racists. He is clearly trying to ignite a civil war in this country. This president constantly denigrates people of color and women, too. Let us not mince words. Let me not mince words here. This president traffics in racism and is fueled by bullying. What I saw was a minstrel show today, straight out of a dictator's playbook. For anyone out there, any of you attempting to defend what he did, you're an enabler. He apparently doesn't care about you or America or the dignity of the office. How many times will you look the other way? How can you look at yourselves in the mirror? How can you? So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right and we have to start doing something about them there is no travel ban on them there is no ban on you know they had the muslim ban there is no white guy ban so what do we do about that
0: no white guy ban whatever that means uh i I'll, I'll just let it stay, say i'll let it speak for itself this is, i just don't even have words for it at this point um and I guess all the, the 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 brilliance of these liberal leftist commentators—did they get Russia right? No. Did they lie for three years? Yeah. Did they lie uh, to the? Did they ever investigate Hillary's espionage act, obstru- real obstruction of justice? Did they ever get into FISA abuse and the dirty Russian dossier she paid for? Even the New York Times. Likely Russian disinformation or the fact that news last week, yeah, the Department of Justice saying that those FISA warrants were wrongly obtained. And they 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 premeditated fraud on a FISA court by the top people in our justice and FBI. Not the ninety nine percent. We have spying on a president. How deep? We'll find out soon enough. Deeper than what we know now, I'll tell you that. Likely using allied nations for the purpose of outsourcing intelligence gathering to circumvent American laws. They get any of that right? No. They loved Obama. How was Obama's economy? How was Obama's foreign policy? There's, you know, so smart Biden, Obama. Yeah, we're going to give him 150 billion dollars to mullahs in Iran that chant death to America and hope they like us. Or Bill Clinton trying to bribe Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-un's father. It was a good deal American people. No, it wasn't. It was a disaster. We have Republican senators that want to lend legitimacy to this. Okay, bring in Bolton. I don't care. Bring in Pompeo, I guess. Bring in Mulvaney. But then bring in Hunter. And then bring in Joe. And then bring in uh, uh, the congenital liar's compromise Schiff. And then bring in Schiff's staff. And then bring in the hearsay whistleblower. And then bring in the people... That heard the hearsay whistleblower, according to a report, talk about eliminating and getting rid of Trump two weeks into the administration with another Obama holdover. Let's do it all. All right. We got Jim Jordan. We got Jordan Sekulo. Uh Peter Schweitzer is going to do a deep dive for us even deeper on how corrupt these liberal elitists are
1: some of the other headlines that we have to cover this morning for you at 12 minutes past the hour. All right, so President Trump is denying a bombshell report that claims that he told former National Security Advisor John Bolton to continue freezing aid Ukraine until they launched the political investigations he wanted.
2: Bombshell revelations from former National Security Advisor John Bolton. The president's own supporters on Capitol Hill scrambling. Uh, trying to figure out exactly how to move forward now that this John Bolton
3: bombshell has just absolutely shaken Washington. A seismic shock. Hit
6: Capitol Hill like a thunderbolt.
1: Bombshell. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton ready to turn on the president as news leaks from his explosive new book, about what he claims really happened with Ukraine. And I feel like with the Bolton testimony with this bombshell about the manuscript. An explosive report just out. And it could be a bombshell. An explosive new account from former National Security Advisor John Bolton that could undercut the president's case.
6: Bombshell in the impeachment trial of President Trump. The stunning new report about John Bolton directly contradicts Trump's defense. And that bombshell report upending the impeachment trial of President
5: Trump.
3: Bolton's bombshell. A startling new report report could upend
0: the impeachment trial. Bolton
5: drops the bombshell in an unpublished manuscript for
1: his forthcoming book. Unpublished manuscript from John Bolton that has just turned President Trump's world upside down.
0: Seems to me the meaning of the John Bolton absolute bombshell. Nobody expected this last night. I was shocked when I
5: saw it. Joining us now is Mike Schmidt, who broke this story for The New York Times tonight, as well as last night's bombshell. The Senate impeachment trial enters its second week with the pres. President's lawyers continuing their defense, but will a bombshell revelation finally seal the deal on calling witnesses to the trial?
2: This new John Bolton bombshell may undermine a key Trump legal defense that there was no evidence that Trump withheld aid from Ukraine in exchange for launching the investigation into his
6: rival. By the way, Nancy Pelosi looks very smart for delaying walking over those articles so that more journalists could do their jobs. The, the Bolton bombshell is not the last. Uh,
7: we know that he is trying to get the Republicans to hold back, not to say publicly, we want witnesses. He wants this to go away, perhaps. He was totally blindsided, uh, I'm told. He had no idea this was coming. On Sunday night, a
8: bombshell news- report in the New York Times uh, could undermine one of the core defenses.
1: What are you picking up in Republican circles about that bombshell in the New York Times? I think this
0: is a game changer. Uh, Can they ever once think of their own words to use when it comes? Manufacturing crisis, Russia, Russia, stormy, stormy, impeach, impeach. It's just rewind. Let me just say up front, it does not undermine the president's defense. Not even remotely undermine the president's defense well if in fact the president said it let's just assume who knows because it's a manuscript that even the new york times is telling everybody well it's an anonymous hearsay source sources whatever it doesn't matter does it because well we have the transcript they never talked about aid never talked about a quitter or pro or a quo to same people on the call. Zelensky said it over and over and over again. And we have the transcript. He said never any pushing, never any pressure, never any linkage between security assistance dollars and either the announcement or some investigation in Ukraine. Never. Ukrainians didn't know at the time of the call the aid had been held. And more importantly, now, did the Ukrainians take any action? Nope. Did they ever start an investigation? Nope. Did they ever promise to start an investigation if they were given aid? Nope. Did they ever announce an investigation? Nope. Did they get their money? Yep. And there were five meetings after the call, high level VP, Secretary Pompeo, all that Zelensky, all these ambassadors, hearsay, witnesses. Yeah. No, they never discussed money once. The only fact witness that actually talked to the president about what he wants from Ukraine, nothing. No quitter pro quo. So they're bombshell, 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 bombshell. Uh, It means nothing. Well, let me say, you know, I think I'm going to rob this jewelry store because I think I can get a lot of money. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm even telling my friends, I think if I... If I if I end up robbing this jewelry store, I'm going to get rich. OK, but I never do it. Did I? OK, any crime? Thinking is thinking a crime. We think all sorts of things. I don't think so. That's what they're trying to convince you. The same exact people that have been wronged for three years. The same people that have perpetuated lies, propaganda, misinformation, conspiracy theories, uh, hoaxes. The same three people, the same people that even like Schiff lied about the dirty dossier of Hillary Clinton. And that being the bulk of information, information in the FISA applications that we now know even the DOJ is admitting were, uh, yeah, illegal. I mean, the same people that missed the biggest story of their lives and got everything else wrong. The same people that wake up every second, every minute, every every conscious, if you can even call it conscience, conscious hour of every day, hating Donald Trump. The same exact cast of characters in the mob and the media. And, of course, you know, led by the biggest liar of them all, the compromised congenital liar, Adam Schiff. By the way, Mitch McConnell, after the defense team wrapped up their arguments, He laid out what's going to happen over the next uh, couple of days of the trial. 16 hours of questioning, eight hours each side. Went on to describe the process, saying the questions alternate between the majority and minority sides for up to eight hours on Wednesday and Thursday. McConnell reminded senators that their questions must be in writing and will be submitted to the Chief Justice John Roberts. During the question period of the Clinton trial, senators were thoughtful and brief with their questions and the managers and counsel were succinct in their answers. I hope we can follow both of those examples during this time. Jordan Sekulo, uh part of the president's defense team, joins us now. How are you, Jordan hey, Seculo? What's going hey,
7: on? Sean. We're, we're doing good.
0: Uh, tell me what's going on.
7: Well, let, let me just say, I think that today what you heard was a very, as, as you just used the word succinct, but I'm gonna use it again, a succinct uh, close to our opening, if you will. We do get a closing statement, uh, but but the, for our opening, um, instead, I, I think what the Chief Justice said we still have uh, 11 and a half hours or something like that left uh, when we started today, and I think we used about two, uh, maybe maybe a little bit more because there was a break. So I don't know if that can, uh, doesn't actually kind of yeah. yeah thankfully,
0: we didn't <laughs> use all 20-whatever-four uh, well, hours, hours. Thank because God. We didn't need
7: to. We didn't need to because, as we said today, and we we took we kind of summed it all up that this is just it's not impeachable offense. We played Nadler saying that we played Lofgren saying that. So two of the House managers saying that on the floor of the House. Uh, we we played Markey, who is now a U.S. senator. He was on the floor of the House then. Bob Menendez, a U.S. senator, and of course the minority leader, Democrat Chuck Schumer, saying that you can never have a partisan impeachment. Right off the top, this this should be this should be this should fail because partisan impeachment alo- alone is is a danger, as my dad said, danger, danger, danger to our constitutional republic. And I think as Pat Cipollone said, it, it, it's a republic if they. And he was talking about um, you know these House members, but also the, the the Senate if they let us keep it, because if This is the new standard. Every future president will be impeached because of policy differences by a a different majority in in the House. You know, if they face a a majority party in the House, which most do at some time in their presidency, uh, that they will be impeached over policy differences. And as Alan Dershowitz said, and I think this was a great line, you know, we could use abuse of power all we want. But if you don't say, like, abuse of power and here's the crimes from the abuse of power... Abuse of power should be left into politics. You know, the, you know, you're you, you're abusing the power, and that's something that the American people get to decide. Hey, is this guy going too far with with his power? Uh, is he abusing it? Is it is it? Uh, so even though he might have it, do we want him to be using it this way? Do we want someone who's more tempered, more different tone, whatever? Leave that
0: up to the American. Let me ask people. you a question because that's when, what they tried to litigate here. When when Obama said to Medvedev. Yeah, well, I'll tell Vladimir Putin I'll have more flexibility after the election. Um, would he now, yeah. under the new rules, be impeached? Because I, I think he would be, Absolutely. and and I Absolutely. and I also think that if you really want to quit in a pro and a quote, which is why, if they're going to bring witnesses, I want zero experience. Hunter played paid millions, eighty-three thousand a month, while the average American is making less than fifty-four grand a year. Uh, yep. I want him to explain how a zero experience, that they paid the zero experience guy all that money, and that his father used a billion taxpayer dollars uh, to shake down Ukraine, and you got six hours, and you're not getting the billion the unless you fire fired the fair. prosecutor. Well, well, I, I mean, I, I want to hear from him, and I want to hear from the congenital liar and his staff, and I want to hear from the hearsay, non-whistleblower whistleblower, and uh, what that person may have said two weeks into the Trump administration. Uh,
7: it, I think that's one of the big issues here. You know, we're going to have these two days of questioning and let me tell you, this is the first time Adam Schiff's going to face questions. You know, this is gonna be very interesting. This is the first time Adam Schiff is going to have to answer questions about his staff's contact with the whistleblower that he admitted to ultimately after first denying it. Um, he's going to have to answer to that. There's no way that question is not going to be asked. Oh, by I like that. Senators. Let
0: me ask um, you this so then. Think about it. Let me that. ask I mean, you. This is, yeah.
7: there, he's going to, he's going to have to answer. He's always been in charge and for the, beginning of this you know it was just him speaking we couldn't object this wasn't like a normal kind of opening statement technically so he got to say whatever he want you know to spare the president make up rule, make up laws as he went he made i don't have a lot of time
0: i want to ask you this your yeah, father yeah. did a great job pat sabaloni yeah. did a great job dershowitz awesome. did a great job uh pam Bondi did a great job Next i want to go to the constitutional yeah. issue dershowitz yeah. says uh about bolton uh no yeah. nothing in bolton's book would be an right. impeachable effect. It's part of the way foreign policy has been operated by presidents since the beginning of time. Yeah, the the claim that foreign policy decisions can be deemed as abuse of power, you know, is ridiculous. He basically went on to say. Then he said, yeah, if "Any president." And then he went on to say, "Nothing about Bolton, even if true." Now, if I think, right. Jordan, about robbing a, a store, I think about it, but I don't do it because the president, he got nothing. They, did, they got yeah. all their money. They got a lot of it early. And then just to, you know, they never promised anything. They never did anything. So tell me where we haven't, why are we even here?
7: We shouldn't be here. It's all politics. It's why it's a partisan impeachment. And it's why we had Kinstar and Alan Dershowitz agree with each other on this. That when you have this completely partisan impeachment, you have no actual crime alleged. Um, nothing even close to a criminal conscience. You have no crime, completely partisan, and very uh, a lack of process and due process, which is a, a right in the Constitution, um, uh, then when you put all those three together, they should weigh very heavily against voting for these articles. And as Alan Dershowitz said, take all this, all you want at the New York Times. Okay, say this is say that he would actually testify to all of that. You know, uh, so, all right, so, I'm going to so have what, to run. But so what?
0: give everybody I, I think, on your team. Day, I strong, I thought it, it was a strong, wonderful. Right? I thought everybody did a great job on your team, including your dad. You should be proud of your dad and you I, and yourself.
7: I, I, we appreciate it. Thank you, Sean.
0: By the way, the president announced a new plan for Israel and the Palestinian people. Tailor to America's dealing with China, going to Davos. Oh, getting trade deals with Mexico and China. 100,000, I think a couple of hundred thousand now signed up. The lines are massive in New Jersey. You know, how many people showed up at a Biden event? Oh, 75 in Wildwood, New Jersey. 75. You can read about all this on Hannity.com. Biden invites Michelle Obama to be his running mate. Oh, okay. And meanwhile, what do we, it's a tale of two Americas. Anyone, by the way, ever remember why John Bolton actually resigned? You know, so upset about the president in Ukraine, why didn't, why didn't he resign over it? He ended up not being able to get along. I don't know why. I always liked John. I never had a problem with John Bolton. You know, I have no idea if any of this is true. But he resigned a month after the president's phone call. But a lot of it, I think, had to do with the fact the president was going to hit Iran and at the last minute stopped, according to my sources. That was a big part of it. And, um, but some things never change. And all this, by the way, um, we now have I mean, not only do we have the issue of, you know, this guy can't even get uh, 100 people to show up, meaning Joe Biden, you know, quid pro quo, Joe. Now, the DNC seems to be stacking the deck against Bernie again. Now, Bernie's co-chair. If the DNC believes they're going to get away in 2020, what they did with 2016, they have another thing coming. Uh, You've got. Let's see. Oh, where is it? I have it here somewhere. Oh, the Republicans, by the way, have now had a record raise off year record of 68 million raised. And Kevin McCarthy set an all time annual fundraising record as the GOP now moves to take back the House. Oh, that would be pretty good. And then you got all the infighting going on in the Democratic primary. That starts next Monday they're trying and everyone thinks that they're trying to screw Bernie again cuz Bernie now has overtaken Biden for the first time in New Hampshire and in Iowa. Chris Matthews is now suggesting Bernie wouldn't stop his car to help an injured person. Uh I guess it's all groupthink with everybody. Even Obama apparently thinks Bernie's unfit and must be stopped. All right, Jim Jordan, when we get back.
8: It's been over 6 weeks since Inspector General Horowitz released his report detailing the FBI's illegal surveillance of President Donald Trump's campaign back in 2016. Six weeks since the Inspector General published his findings that the FBI illegally spied on then-candidate Trump. We know it was illegal spying because the Justice Department admitted it. Just last week, the FBI admitted that they didn't have evidence for at least two warrants on the Trump campaign. Inspector General Horowitz, we are glad that you're here. But for the life of me, I can't imagine why this committee The committee that has direct jurisdiction over the inspector generals would not call you to testify about the uh, serious FBI abuses that you uncovered. It's been six weeks since you published your 400-plus page report about the FBI abusing the FISA court to spy on the Trump campaign, and our chair has still yet not invited you to speak. Think about what the FBI did. They went to a secret court to get a search warrant to spy on the presidential campaign in America. They did it. This is what the FISA judge, Rosemary Collier, said just last month, December 17, 2019, quote, the frequency with which representations made by FBI personnel turned out to be unsupported or contradicted by information in their possession and with which they withheld information detrimental to their case calls into question whether information contained in other FBI applications is reliable. Put that in plain English. You guys screwed up so much how can we trust any other representation you've made to the court that's what the fisa court judge said last week in response to mr horowitz's 400 plus page report think about what was going on here the fbi's basis in asking the court to spy on the trump campaign was quote unsupported or contradicted by information in their possession the fbi had evidence that members of the trump team were innocent and they held that back from the court remember They got the initial application, the initial warrant, and then they did three renewals. Didn't tell the court important information in those renewal applications. The report is so unbelievable, you could not even make some of this stuff up for a TV show. No American suspects things like this occur. An FBI lawyer fabricated an email to support a warrant on the Trump campaign. The FBI was doing this to a presidential candidate. Think about what they could do to regular Americans. And that's why Judge Collier ordered the FBI to begin reviewing other applications. And we still have not had a FISA hearing either here or maybe more importantly in the Judiciary Committee Chairman Nadler is yet to call a hearing this is a whistleblower hearing it's an important issue that I'm looking forward to discussing but I will also take this opportunity as I said earlier to ask a few questions about Inspector General Horowitz's findings in his report the chair told us earlier this month that the Inspector General has already testified before the Senate and that his presence before our committee is unnecessary since when did the Oversight Committee say, oh, if the Senate's doing it, we don't have to have a hearing? I have never heard that. My 13 years in Congress, never heard that. And imagine if it was reversed. Imagine if Inspector General Horowitz uncovered the FBI fabricating emails to spy on candidate Clinton. Bet you the Democrats would be having hearings in this committee. We'd already had several, both in this committee and the Judiciary Committee.
0: That was Congressman Jim Jordan. He's uh, part of the congressional advisory team of the president, by the way. This was what you just heard, part of the House Subcommittee for Oversight. Today, he was able to question the Inspector General, Michael Horowitz. And this is his first interview since that hearing. Now, this is on the heels of the Department of Justice in what was a pretty unprecedented way last week, admitting everything that we had been reporting. Premeditated fraud in a FISA court identifying FISA renewal applications three and four as absolutely unjustified. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan is with us. How are you, sir?
8: I'm, I'm good, Sean. Good to be with you.
0: Think and about by what the we way, went through, Sean, for a couple of years.
8: Right. Think about what we went through for a couple of years. And, and, and finally, Horowitz's report comes out and and vindicates everything you've been saying for two plus years about what the FBI did. That's really what this is all about is we were right. Adam Schiff was wrong with his memo that he put out and said everything was fine. Uh, that's what this is really about.
0: Well, I, yeah, I agree with that. I want to get into all of this in a second here. But, you know, and, and it's so funny, I was watching everyone and I was playing, I played a montage in the last hour, bombshell, 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 talking about John Bolton. Yeah. I mean, if I thought about robbing a jewelry store or a convenience store, or whatever, I'm thinking, I tell my friends, I think I'm going to rob this convenience store. I don't like the owner of that convenience store, which is stupid, but let's say I did that, but I don't do that. If the president Ooh. vented and said, you know, these people need to, to, to be investigating these things. OK, let's say that the president said that. Let's say John Bolton is telling the truth that he said that, although everyone else seems to contradict it. And we don't even yeah. know if any of it's true or in the manuscript because nobody's seen it. And even The New York Times is citing anonymous, again, hearsay sources, yeah. which is more insanity. That doesn't change the four facts that will never change. Not the least exactly. of which, even if the president said it. The Ukrainians didn't know at the time that any money was held back. They got a lot of it early, and they took no action, never started an investigation. They never promised to start an investigation. They never announced an investigation. They got all their money. So what does it matter if the president said it, which is in dispute?
8: No, you're exactly right, Sean. Uh, What what someone told the New York Times about what John Bolton's manuscript supposedly says doesn 't change the underlying facts doesn 't change what happened, and you 're exactly right if the president said i don't know that he did, because uh, uh, look, this is like you said again, just more hearsay it doesn 't change the facts they 're all on the president 's side and, and I thought the White House team I thought they did a great job last. I thought out they the did a phenomenal case. job the constitutional right. case, the legal case, and the factual, the evidence, the factual case all are on the president 's side, and that 's why, that's why I think you 're seeing Republicans stick together. And hopefully we're going to get this thing over with this week.
0: Okay. I'd like to see that. But then I watch guys like Mitt Romney. I'm going to tell you something about how I feel about Mitt Romney. I've always liked Mitt Romney. I've liked his family. I liked. Uh, uh-huh. I got to know his wife. Lo- a wonderful yeah. guy. Um, and you know what? I went all in. I, w- I knew he'd be a better president than Obama. I think I was proven sure. right. It was the right person to vote for it. He was the candidate that won. Sure. Fine. But... It seems like I don't understand this. When people lose elections, they get something uh, like a a switch in their brain goes off. Because ever since then, everything that he said he would do as president from judges and taxes and regulation and go right on down the line is what Donald Trump is doing. I get it. Maybe he doesn't like Donald Trump's New York style. I grew up in New York. I'm kind of used to that style. doesn't bother (laughs) me so much uh it's not the first on my first rodeo you know having dealing with combative people or, or fighters i like fighters you used sure. to be a wrestler sure. and then sure. it, oh i think now we need bolton why would any senator republican senator if their constitutional roles to try the case ever take on the sole role of the house which is to do the impeachment which they did and they're presenting their case
8: yeah now i think about what the democrats are saying the, the witness count in the house was 17 to 0 Adam Schiff called all the witnesses. He issued the subpoena. We didn't get a subpoena to anyone. We didn't get to call any of our witnesses. It was 17 to 0. And now you have people saying, the Democrats saying, oh, we want to make it 18 to 0. We wanted to make it 17 to 0 in the House, and, and, and now we're not going to call any of those 17 witnesses. We want to call an additional witness and make it 18 to 0. That, that, that is completely ridiculous. The American people understand that. They have seen the case put on by the president's team. They understand the factual case. They understand the legal case. They understand the constitutional case. And all those arguments are strongly on the president's side. So let's get this over with. And then let's get about doing the things that that, that we told the American people we were going to do, continuing to deliver on all those things President Trump said he would do that he's already got done. Let's keep doing more. As he said, let's keep winning.
0: I agree. And what makes you think? Now, if we're going to open the stupid door of witnesses, okay, then I really want to hear from... You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor investigating <laughs> yep. my zero-experience son being paid millions, eighty-three thousand a month to be exact, uh, less yep. than the fifty-four. And the average American makes less than fifty-four thousand a year. Um, yep. I think that would mean that the president had a right to be like, "What the hell is going on here?" And then, because we no. had the tape of Joe bragging about it, we just had the two-year anniversary last week, January twentieth. I'd like to hear from them. I'd like to hear from the congenital liar. I'd like to hear from the hearsay, non-whistleblower, whistleblower, whistleblower. apparently two weeks into the Trump administration was talking about getting rid of him.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear from a lot of folks. And and you're right. If we're going to go down this road, I've said it all along. I don't think we should. But if they go down this road. If you're going to bring witnesses in, you've got to go all the way down. You've got to bring in the Bidens. You've got to bring in the whistleblower. I want to hear from the whistleblower. I've always wanted to hear from the whistleblower. How about Adam Schiff? Schiff? initially told us he wanted to hear from the whistleblower, and then suddenly changed his mind when it was discovered his staff had met with the whistleblower prior to him going to the inspector general. So I want to hear from from. It, it, look, I hope they don't go to witnesses. I hope they just vote to acquit, which everyone knows is the right move. Um, but if they go down this road, I want to hear from the whistleblowers. And, and like you say... Uh, the Bidens and and potentially Adam Schiff, who was who was part of the part of the record as well.
0: Okay, let's go back to these hearings with Horowitz, because everything that guys like you and Devin and Mark Meadows and Matt Gates and John Ratcliffe—I'm not going to remember everybody. All my ensemble team of everybody that we that people know who I, yep. I'll forget somebody. So I don't want to offend anybody. But everything we reported was right. Everything the mob and the media reported was wrong. Everything Schiff told us for three years was a lie. And it's the same people, interestingly, doing the Ukrainian thing. What did Horowitz say, and where is this going? What did you learn today?
8: Well, the the, the key is go back two years ago. Go back to January of 2018 when Devin puts out his memo. And remember what the left said. Remember what the demo, oh, that's terrible, it's wrong, it's not accurate. turned out everything uh, Chairman Nunes cited in that memo, was exactly right. The only thing we got wrong is it was worse than, we, worse than we thought. But remember, a few weeks after that, Chairman, now Chairman Schiff, put out his memo, and he said this at the start of his memo. The FBI and DOJ officials did not abuse the FISA process, and they did not omit material information. That was such a false statement because Horowitz told us last month they lied 17 times in the in, the, in, the, in the, uh, Carter Page FISA application. 17, oh, well, times, seven, 17 specific support
0: but 52 subsections of the lie. Right. 50-some more,
8: 17 that they said, these were so egregious, we're going to single out these 17, but 50-some more in total. So that's how bad it was. They even had one of the FBI lawyers change an email that was the basis for what they then put into their application to go to the court, and he changed it from saying was a source to was not a source. So 180 degrees change, not a little subtle change, 180 degrees opposite that they took to the court. That's how crazy. They didn't tell the court that Christopher Steele, I've seen the document where Christopher Steele told Bruce Ohr, yeah, he was desperate to stop Trump. They didn't tell the court that, even though they had that information. They didn't tell, they didn't tell the court that Clinton campaign paid for all this dossier stuff. So that's how bad it was and the Nunez memo two years ago this month was a hundred percent right and Adam Schiff put out a memo contradicting it saying it wasn't right and his memo was the one that was actually telling the falsehoods
0: uh, all right so did we get anything else now what about Horowitz was contradicted by John Durham and by the Attorney General in as much as they didn't agree with some of some of his findings and by the way I, I'll let's give let's give a little room to breathe for Inspector General Horowitz because He's limited in his scope of investigation. He's only allowed, if I'm not mistaken, to investigate the the realm within the Department of Justice and FBI. So he didn't have the ability like the attorney general and the prosecutor Durham to go abroad, especially on the issues of the potential of outsourcing spying uh, to allied nations for the purpose of circumventing American law. Do you believe that happened?
8: Yes. Well, look, let uh, me, let me, let me, uh, go where you were at, just Sean, there too, is, is Inspector General Horowitz has done good work. And, and you're right, he can't, he can't subpoena people, he can't look at people who've left the FBI, there's things he's limited by, but overall his work product has been very good. One of the things we did ask him in, in today's hearing is what other reports are coming, and he, he we, I, I was right at the end of my time, so he didn't get to fully elaborate on that, but There's more information coming from just the Inspector General. And, of course, as you you point out, there's the investigation that Mr. Durham and Mr. Barr are doing that we think is really going to get to the bottom of all what took place in 2016 and 2017 when the FBI and DRJ spied on on the Trump campaign.
0: Okay, so we know spying occurred. Even the Attorney General has now confirmed that. Uh, They've spent an awful lot of time abroad. Now, do you believe the evidence eventually might show that high-ranking people— and the intelligence community. Again, there there are certain we know there were two separate areas where spying occurred. One was through the FISA application of Carter Page to spy on a candidate transition team president. Then yeah. we had the issue of of foreign nations and whether they right. also spied on a president. Do you believe that happened? Because I do.
8: I do. I do. I think I – think, and those are the two we always talked about, Carter Page and Papadopoulos, and Papadopoulos was these foreign sources that looked like they were spying on, on him and getting information uh, that way versus do, going and getting the warrant and doing the, the, the surveillance of things that happen when you get a FISA warrant. So I do think that, that took place, but we also know it was, it was not, not just the two that they were looking at. They were looking at Manafort and Flynn as well. So four individuals that were being spied on, and that word right there is what set the Democrats off. Because when Bill Barr first testified in front of the Senate Finance Committee and said there was a fair of leadership at the upper and the FBI, then said spying took place. When he said when he uttered the word spying, they went crazy. He said, there's a basis for my concern about the spying, which is the stuff that we've been talking about. And then the fourth thing he said was, use the term political surveillance, political surveillance. And it sure looks like that's exactly what took place based on Horowitz's report. And then holding people accountable is what John Durham did. Because that, that's ultimately how you're going to stop this. If you don't hold people accountable for what all took place, it'll never end. And as we said before, it won't just be about a president. It could be about any of us.
0: Well, I think that's all true. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, you've been amazing. Um, what do you think the odds are this does end, say, Friday, Saturday this week after the questioning? I think
8: it's good. I think it's good. I think it ends later this week in the acquittal for the president, which everyone knows is the right move.
0: You really? What, do you, what would you give the odds at?
8: I, I think there's are strong odds, frankly. I, I really do. I, I don't. I don't see. I mean, look, you never saw any sen- senators breaking, uh, Republican senators breaking ranks after the Democrats, we, and we hadn't even put on our case yet. So then our side puts on the case, and they come up with this crazy Bolton thing, this manuscript, and it's still not moving. So I think I think senators understand that this is this whole thing has been ridiculous. Let's get it over with, and let's get about doing the people's
0: business. Congressman Jim Jordan, great state of Ohio, will be paying attention to your state in 280 days when the people, the ultimate jury speaks, and we get to shock the world again. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour.
1: Here's what happened very shortly after Vice President Biden was made U.S. point man for Ukraine. His son, Hunter Biden, ends up on the board of Burisma working for and paid by the oligarch Zolchevsky. Every witness who was asked about Hunter Biden's involvement with Burisma agreed there was a potential appearance of a conflict of interest. ABC, Good Morning America, The Washington Post, The New York Times, Ukrainian law enforcement, and the Obama State Department itself. They all thought there was cause to raise the issue about the Bidens and Burisma. The typical board member of these Fortune 100 companies, we know they're titans of their industry, they're highly qualified, and as such, they're well compensated. Even so, Hunter Biden was paid significantly more. This is how well he was compensated. So Hunter Biden is paid over $83,000 a month. While the average American family of four during that time each year made less than $54,000. And that's according to US Census Bureau during that time. And this is what's been reported about his work on the board. The Washington Post said, quote, what specific duties Hunter Biden carried out for Burisma are not fully known, end quote. The New Yorker reported. Quote, once or twice a year, he attended Burisma board meetings and energy forums that took place in Europe, end quote. When speaking with ABC News about his qualifications to be on Burisma's board, Hunter Biden didn't point to any of the usual qualifications of a board member. Hunter Biden had no experience in natural gas, no experience in the energy sector, no experience with Ukrainian regulatory affairs, As far as we know, he doesn't speak Ukrainian. So naturally, the media has asked questions about his board membership. Why was Hunter Biden on this board? If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not.
0: Probably not. 83,000 bucks a month, and oh, he'd go to Europe on a couple of trips to sit on a board where he knows nothing. you guys want to go out to dinner? You want to go? Out? Let's go to dinner. Driving a brand new Porsche, uh, as he finally says, "Okay, I guess I'll have to pay for the kid that I guess is mine." After denying that it was ever his kid, I'm just a sleazebag in so many different ways. Now, why is this important? Why? Why do do the does the mob and the media? Why do the Democrats? Oh no, no, no! Nobody credible has ever suggested that we ever did anything wrong with the Bidens. Why would? Okay. well, it gets to the heart of why Hunter, zero experience, paid millions, uh, had his father leverage a billion dollars. Why would the president ever talk about such a thing? Because it's corruption. That's why it's law breaking. That's why it's a shakedown with your money. That's why. And just because. The, you know, congenital liar who's compromised and corrupt. Adam Schiff says, no, there's nothing here. As he sent over the less uh, Lev Parnas, uh, if new information, doesn't mean it's true. And it's the same thing. Bolton. Oh, my God. jumbo Bombshell. Bombshell. Ba-ba-ba-bombshell. We've heard that for the last three straight years. Everything's a bombshell. There's no bombshells here. Well, except this. Now, This is where the the derangement of the left has brought this country to the brink where you have to compartmentalize and bifurcate your brain. You have to take on breathtaking, shocking levels of of utter pure hypocrisy, of intellectual dishonesty, of lacking all reason. All intellectual honesty, all common sense to get to where they've taken us. But there's more. Peter Schweitzer, best selling book. Uh, it's called Profiles in Corruption Abuse of Power by America's Progressive Elite. Well, I'll say one thing. In my view, after the work of Pam Bondi, I'm not so sure uh, quid pro quo Joe is anywhere near the position he was in yesterday, thinking that he can win this nomination.
6: Well, I think, Sean, look, this, is, this has been uh, like hanging over them like a cloud, uh, really, for quite a while. And now that it's come front and center, he has no good explanation. I mean, to continue to repeat that nobody has said we've done anything wrong, lots of people have said you've done something wrong. Lots of people have said it's a massive conflict of interest. Lots of people have said... The Ukrainians are not paying your son a million dollars a year for nothing. They're expecting something in return. So what did they get in return? Lots of people have said that Joe Biden doling out aid and threatening to fire prosecutors and, and uh, you know, just stop picking winners and losers as to who is going to get aid in Ukraine while his son is being paid by somebody who wants to get support from Ukraine uh, is a massive problem. So he does not have good answers. And, Sean... It's not just Hunter. It's five other members of the family. This is a pattern of behavior for the Bidens that there's no way for them to escape.
0: I don't think there's a way for them to escape. And, you know, all this talk about, well, John Bolton. Now, let's go through, let's just say, for the sake of argument, everything Bolton is saying, the president's disgusted with Ukraine. He wants them to do things uh, if they're ever going to get the money. Uh, He expects them to investigate the Bidens, which to me has always been and I've always said that would actually be his sworn duty to faithfully execute the laws. But then the the facts never change. We always go back to this. We know we have a transcript. Aid was never mentioned on that transcript. There was no quid pro quo ever discussed on the transcript. That's why Schiff had to lie about it and make it up. The two individuals on the call, the president, President Zelensky and the foreign minister of of Ukraine, everybody over and over and over. No pushing, no pressure, no linkage between security assistance and dollars. Uh, They didn't even know at the time of the call that aid had been held back. But by the way, they even got it all and they got it all early. And guess what, Peter? You know, if I say I'd like to kill that person, but I don't kill that person. Saying, I want to kill that person, but not killing that person doesn't mean a thing because they took no action. They never started an investigation. They never promised to start an investigation, which is all on the record. So they got the money, a lot of it early, and they did nothing and promised to do nothing. Those are the facts that will never change. And the five subsequent high profile meetings after, well, aid was never discussed then. So why are we even here? And why would Republicans be this pathetically weak? And if you want witnesses, I say it needs to be quid pro quo Joe and Hunter and the compromised congenital liar Schiff and his staff and the hearsay whistleblower, non-whistleblower. That's who I want to hear from.
6: Yeah, and that's who we should hear from. And, you know, Sean, as as you pointed out, I mean, the, the main piece of evidence they have, the contact that Donald Trump has with Ukrainian officials with Zelensky is that telephone transcript. And people are sort of doing backflips, his critics, to say, well, you know, he's hinting at a quid pro quo. He's subtly leveraging his position, to which I say, look, I mean, what about Donald Trump and his dealing with foreign nations is ever subtle? When he's dealing with the Chinese, when he's upset with our allies, um, he's not hinting at anything. He's explicit. He's out there, he's blunt, and he's direct. So the notion that he is going to shake down, as they claim, a foreign country, the Ukrainians, to get this research, um, uh, you know, and he's going to hint at it and, and wink at it, is just patently absurd. And, and, and I agree with you. There, there's absolutely nothing inappropriate about having a conversation with a foreign leader uh, to investigate corruption. You're talking about, in the case of Ukraine, entanglements that involve the vice president and his son and also involve Zelensky and oligarchs um, who have had billions of dollars of U.S. money disappear. I mean, think about this, Sean. Zelensky is elected the leader of Ukraine. The man that backs him is an oligarch named Kolomoisky, Kolomoisky runs or ran something called Privat Bank. More than a billion dollars in USA disappeared from Privat Bank. There's also allegations that Kolomoski, again, the guy that's backing Zelensky, was involved with Burisma. So how else are you going to get at the bottom of this nastiness? without directly calling the leader and saying, I want you to look into this. In my mind, it's completely appropriate. It's what we want, particularly if people are tired of our aid dollars ending up in the pockets of foreign oligarchs and, in some cases, the family members of American politicians.
0: I, I mean, the whole thing is so obnoxious. And then I haven't gotten your take yet. What do you think about Bolton's book? Because... The Department of Justice has pushed back and against the latest account from supposedly some manuscript of Bolton or whatever. And they rejected the description of the conversation between the attorney general and Bolton. They said, while the Department of Justice has not reviewed the transcript of the manuscript, New York Times account of the conversation grossly mischaracterizes what Gen- Attorney General Barr and Bolton discussed. There's no discussion of personal favors, undue influence, or investigations. Nor did the attorney general state that the president's conversations with foreign leaders were improper. And you have Mick Mulvaney disputing all aspects of it. Now, let's say that he, let's say that Bolton makes whatever claim he wants to make. Did the president act on it? Because if he didn't, now what we're talking about is a thought crime. I've never been one that believes in thought crimes, (laughs) because, frankly, if anyone's to do a a thorough examination of their own mind and their own thinking, you realize there's a lot of crap that flies through your brain that uh, doesn't make you guilty of a crime.
6: That's exactly right. And somebody like uh, Donald Trump, who who wears his emotions on his sleeve, should not be penalized because he's thinking something or expressing something in private that other leaders are thinking or even acting on without even talking about it. Look, I I think in the case of John Bolton, we all have to read the book, first of all. There's a lot of speculation about what's in it, what's not in it. We also have to filter out the fact that, you know, these memoirs get written. um, A lot of times, uh, aides that um, are asked to leave an administration, there's frustration there. There's maybe anger there. But also, you know, one aide, even the National Security Advisor, is not privy to the entire encompassing of what a policy was. You, you had the witnesses that showed up that, that worked uh, in, in Ukraine saying that they didn't believe there was a quid pro quo. You had the Ukrainians saying that it wasn't. So whether John Bolton thinks there was or not is, is honestly kind of revel- irrelevant. Uh, whether one particular age thinks that something was the policy, the question is what was the policy and what evidence is it for there being that policy? Uh, And uh, that's where I think this is just sort of more of an effort to kind of extend the conversation. They don't feel like they have, the Democrats have the evidence uh, to um, get Donald Trump impeached, so they are trying to drag it out, hoping that they can continue to throw something at the situation uh, and it'll stick. And I just don't think that's going to work.
0: I don't think it's going to work. The question is how long weak Republicans are going to drag this crap out because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the double. St- I- I'm sick of every knife that has been put in this president's back. And yet we've had unparalleled success for the country. That's why I can't wait for 280 days. Let's have an up or down vote. Yes or no. Let The ultimate jury will speak. And I hope we shocked. I hope they shocked the country again. That would be ideal to me and i can't wait, just the price of admission of watching the media having to utter the words we can now project donald j trump has been reelected the 45th president of the united states they'll lo- they'll they'll lose it so you also talk about bernie elizabeth what is the theme that runs through your book in the minute and 15 seconds we have left so people understand this is not just the bidens although the bidens are by far the worst
6: This is about how public servants, progressives, instead of serving us, have been serving themselves, Sean. Uh, The Bidens did it through five family members, self-enrichment. Elizabeth Warren has done some very similar things. Uh, Bernie Sanders, for all of his talk about socialism and not liking the wealthy, uh, has engaged in self-enriching, self-serving behavior himself. Uh, And it's really a question, Sean, of are we going to trust these individuals with more power? They're all progressives, unlike conservatives and moderates and classical liberals and libertarians. Progressives say, give us a lot more power to solve your problems. Not only are they not going to solve our problems, history suggests they're going to abuse the power they're given for their own self-benefit. And that's the defining you, you factor here that everybody needs to get their hands around.
0: Unbelievable expose, and it's amazing. It's always the left. They're only generous with other people's money, but they're enriching themselves when they're supposed to be public servants. It's sick, it's twisted, it's ugly, and if anyone with the last name Trump ever did any of this, trust me, it would not go over well with the country. Uh, Peter Schweitzer, Profiles Corruption, Abused by America's Progressive Elite. Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. Thank you, sir, for being with us. When we come back, the coronavirus, anything to worry about. We'll get a quick update on that and more as we continue. All right, 25 now until the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. All right, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. We're going to get to your calls here in a second. I know a lot has been said. I've talked to a lot of people, and there's a lot of worry and concern about this coronavirus in China. Now, it seems to me, and I'm just being honest here, Dr. Mark Siegel over at Fox, he was sounding the alarm over China's, quote, reckless, scary response to the coronavirus, and we know that China was underreporting and purposely minimizing the real impact of what was going on there. But eventually, yeah, uh oh, yeah, yeah, we have to close Disney and movie theaters, and everybody's running around with masks all over their face. We uh, we have our friend of the program, Dr. Josh uh, Josh Umber, Atlas MD, out of Wichita. Dr. Lee Gross, uh, president for Docs for Patient Care Foundation. Um, and I just wanted to get their their take on this because we have the health secretary Azar, you know, in the Center for Disease Control and director of National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Disease. And every American agency is doing their thing. But I just I always worry that, you know, by the time we find out, it's too late. Uh, welcome back, guys. Dr. Umber, what do you think?
9: Uh, thanks for having us and and always happy to chat. Um, you know, I think it's a, a serious concern um you know especially when it starts off with some misinformation. Um but but thankfully I think the response has been appropriate uh, where control cases in the US are directly related to travel uh to the, the affected provinces in China. Um so that's that's more reassuring. It, you know relative to influenza, which is you know it's a bad year for that and has affected, you know, tens of thousands of lives, um you know, I, I think we can have a measured approach.
0: Okay. What is your take, Dr. Gross? So we've, you know, we, we have about 4,500 confirmed
10: cases in China right now, and 1,700 of those cases are new within the last 24 hours. So those are just the ones that we know about. You know, the concern is we've already had 106 death, deaths in China. Uh, with such a small number of cases with that many deaths, the concern is that it's a pretty aggressive disease. You know, so fortunately, we only have five here in the United States. Um, but you know what China has done, at least what they 've told us they 've done is they 've quarantined fifty million people you know, that is the equivalent of about one sixth of the American population. Can you imagine if we tried to, to quarantine you know, fifty million people here in the United States, that would not go over. So you know, the best course of action really is for us to work with China and for them to be open and honest at sharing information with with our, our people all
0: right um, we, have a, we have an incubation. Rate that is, in other words, you can be, while it's incubating in your body, apparently you're infectious. Is that correct?
10: It is correct. You know, so that incubation period can be anywhere from 2 to 14 days. The question is whether or not somebody can be contagious during a period where they're asymptomatic, you know, so they can fly over to the United States, have no symptoms on the plane, but then develop the symptoms once they're here. The question is, were they were they contagious while they were on that plane and when they, when they were traveling? And if that's the case, then how do we track all of those contacts? Um, so that's well, really going to be really Contact
0: tracing, it doesn't appear that it's even possible at this point in China, does it, uh, Dr. Umber?
9: I think in China, with the population density they have, that would get much harder uh, to accurately track that, especially as people start to hit the public places, the hospitals and doctor's offices in mass. So you have this large crowding effect. Uh, but maybe not everyone was registered when they went there. They're waiting in line. Um, so, yeah, tracking that does start to get pretty difficult. To, uh, and, and, you know, we don't know if it's affecting the sick or those prone with respiratory you know, illnesses like you know, lung cancer, asthma, or COPD more so than the the average healthy population um,
0: well, uh, so,
10: but I agree so, with Dr. Umber to put it in perspective. You know, we, you know, influenza, the annual flu season, we've already seen 15 million cases and 8,000 deaths from it here in the United States, including 54 children. So when we're talking about, you know, 100 cases compared to what we already see with the flu season, you know, it's certainly not time to panic yet, but definitely time to pay attention and certainly time for the Chinese government to be open and honest with the problems going on there.
0: Well, I think that's that's first and foremost. But let's assume for a few minutes that they're never going to do that, that they're going to be China and they're going to close themselves off and probably too prideful and not want to seek the world's help. Uh, do you feel confident we have the means and ability in this country to stop any type of pandemic from coming out? What is that? I guess we have a, a mortality rate of what, five percent with this virus, maybe a little higher. Yeah,
10: I certainly think we have excellent people from the CDC. I mean, you mentioned you had Dr. Fauci on your show yesterday. You know, he is, is a genius in, in issues around this. Uh, looks like we're about three months out from potentially having a, a phase one vaccine trial and another three months out for a phase two vaccine trial. Uh, so there's some, some promise there. Uh, you know, we're looking at 20 different airports where we're doing advanced screening. But, you know, again, the question is on the asymptomatic people. Uh, but clearly, outbreaks, you know, national outbreaks are going to happen, mostly spreading with your symptomatic people. So I think, you know, what we're doing from the CDC and from the uh, uh, from Health and Human Services perspective is, you know, it's, it's a great start.
0: i I want to thank yeah, think you think both. Can... Yeah, go ahead, last word, Dr. Umber. Oh, just to
9: put in perspective, too, there's a, a something called the reproductive value, you know, how contagious is an illness, and we can grade that. You know, the the uh, smallpox or measles has a reproductive value of sixteen, seventeen. Uh, the common cold has a value of six, which means you'll infect six other people with your common cold virus, and influenza and this coronavirus are in the range of two to three. So um, I think as long as we you know, put that in perspective, China population density that they're going to spread more per person because they're just closer, uh, but with the, the land mass and distribution we have, we can spread that out and decrease the risk of to others in a more effective manner to some degree
0: all right appreciate your insight both of you 800-941-SEAN toll-free telephone number still can't get over you know we've known what why have i been highlighting what struck and page talked about when they said oh you know those those smelly walmart chopper trump supporters i can smell them from here why was the term irredeemable deplorable so despicable why was uh, obama suggesting "Oh"? Those people in Pennsylvania are bitter Americans clinging to their God, their constitutional rights, uh, their Bibles and religion, because it's just such a contempt that they have for we, the people. Um, let me go back to now Don Lemon, fake news CNN. I met Don Lemon a couple of times. I don't have a problem with Don Lemon. He wants to be liberal, let him be liberal. But listen, because it's revealing. What have I said? It's it's all of this establishment, all of the swamp creatures. They seem to care more about what the other swamp creatures think of them. That's why I don't like them, nor do I want their approval ever. So I never show up at their stupid events. I go to one event a year for a friend, media party. And I get confronted by, you know, CNN, Jeff Zucker stenographers, you know, Humpty Dumpty and oliver somebody that thinks that i know who this person is you know, just total stalkers you know if you focused on your own low-rated shows maybe you'd do better but i think it's revealing in, in as much as what do they think of we the people listen of
4: course it, it, it's it's a it's he's just trying to demean her and it, obviously it's false and look he also knows deep in his heart that donald trump couldn't find ukraine on a map if you had the letter u and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it he knows that this is, you know, an, an an administration defined by ignorance of the world, and so that's partly him playing to their base and playing oh, their audience. Uh, you know, the the the, the credulous <laughs> boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump, um, that, that wants demo. to think that, that Donald Trump's a smart one, and they're y'all y'all, y'all elitist or dumb.
2: Bullshitters, they are. And your maps and your spelling. <laughs> Even though my math and reading, (laughs) yeah, you're reading, uh, you know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte, all those lines on the map. (laughs) (laughs) Only the Melitis know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. Is but by North the Pacific but Pacific. Oh my God! <laughs> but, but you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh but you know, But but in all honesty, but blame you know what? NPR Rick. should Why do. not. Sorry. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Can Yo, I tell give you what? a second? You hold
3: on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. That <laughs> no, was good. Sorry. Rick, you, you, that was a good one. I needed that. This is CNN. He has given oxygen to racists. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalized right, to the right. And we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them. There is no ban on, you know, they have the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. So what do we do about that?
0: Yeah, what do, what do, how about answering that question? What do, Don Lemon, what do we do about that? The few of uh, Americans that may not take your liberal point of view. And I don't care that you're a liberal. You want to be a liberal. Your whole network is liberal. Your whole network hates Fox. Keep doing it because all you keep doing is making me number one and and making Fox number one. Because nobody can stand to watch this because you are alienating an entire group of people that just have a philosophical difference than you do. If you want to know what elitism is, that's it. You want to know what swampy is, that's it. We you know what condescension is, that's it. I went back, I watched, uh, I watched Over Christmas. I don't know, maybe I'm getting older. These movies are making me emotional as I get older, Linda. And I'm watching It's a Wonderful Life and poor George Bailey finally is about to leave and get the heck out of that, you know, the the town and the Daily building a loan. And then he goes to Mr. Potter, the richest man in town. You know, uh, I, so I know you lent so-and-so that money. He didn't, I know for a fact that the bank that he ran, uh, denied this person. well, it, you know, they ought to wait till they can afford, wait, he said, George Bailey, wait for what, you know, because those people that riffraff, if you will, they do most of the working and, and bleeding and dying for this country. Don't they deserve to work hard and and have a decent house and a safe neighborhood with a nice car? Not all that said, I'm adding here. But, uh, and, and a bath for their kids and a place to go and a nice home of their own? Well, to him, they're nothing but rabble and nothing but whatever. And then poor George Bailey, well, he had to stay. His conscience, he couldn't leave because if he left, Potter would run the whole town. He stayed for, his, for Potter. The whole point of it's a wonderful life. Well, what would life be like if I'd never lived? And then Clarence gets his his wings. By the way, you think that's true? About I've never heard this thing about. Well, a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Did you ever hear that? I never heard that before. Every
5: time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Do you that's believe that? Sure.
0: I know. Sure. You actually believe that?
5: I mean, I don't know if. I mean, I, listen, I don't know this movie, but I mean, I believe there's angels all oh, around us.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't tell me you did not. Watch It's a Wonderful Life. Please don't even that. That's what I just that.
5: said to you when you were in the middle of your diatribe. You,
0: you honestly never watched It's a Wonderful Life.
5: So this Christmas, when I was at my brother's house, my yeah. they had it on. Lauren had it on. And I was like, oh my gosh, this movie. Yeah. I said, uh, Sean keeps talking about this at work. And she was like, dude, you've never seen this movie? I'm like, no. Okay,
0: before this week is out, you got to promise me you'll watch it so we can talk about it on air by Friday. Okay. All right. All right, let's get okay. to our phones. She'll do that uh, in her free time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you think I have free time? You find free time. How do you find free time? But you did you walk less. uphill
5: both ways in the snow to school? <laughs> we could that's, do this all day long.
0: That's what my kids think. You know, every time I start talking about, well, I, I, you know, I'm working all these years and then dishwasher and paper, but they're like, oh, shut, Dad, shut up. And it's like the body language; they just shut down. They don't do. They don't want to hear it. They don't care. Your grandmother was a prison guard. Your father waited tables on on weekends. You know, he grew up poor. My, my mother grew up poor. My grandparents had nothing. You think they, they look at me like I have 500 heads on top of me. Why? I, it's so frustrating. I mean, you should be used to get that. To the, I do that to you every day. Well, I hate to say it, but I was just like them when I was their age, being, you know, rolling my eyes about my father talking about he didn't have a penny when he grew up. I'm like, all right. All right. Can I leave now? Why are we all like that as kids? We're so stupid. So
5: I'll end on this note before then we lose you. Our, wait, wait, wait. And, I'm then, we give you I'm and then, get, then we lose our parents. Right, and then we lose our parents. And we're not like, take oh, the greatest not, people this ever. This is negative town. Let me just tell you something my grandmother used to say to me. And God rest her soul now. I really appreciate it. She would say to me almost every day, you know, Linda, youth is really wasted on the young.
0: And she's right. You know what my grandfather said? He had a saying, too. He used to say, well, he had a tattoo, a Navy tattoo. I would mean, be Grandpa. And I just did it to annoy him. I don't know why I enjoyed annoying my grandfather, but I did. Grandpa, I'm going to get a tattoo just like you when I get older. Oh, you're a damn fool you are. You're a damn fool if you do that. Gah. It's, he gets so ticked off. But he always said you can't put an older person's head on a younger person's shoulder. I guess that's the Winston Churchill adage. If you're 20 and not a liberal, you don't have a heart. If you're 40 and not a conservative, you do not have a brain. All right, that's going to wrap things up for tonight. we got an incredible show tonight. Alan Dershowitz, he was spectacular yesterday. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Mark Meadows, Doug Collins, Jim Jordan, Louis Gohmert, Dan Bongino, Geraldo, and the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu. We've got the news and information you won't get from the mob 9 Eastern tonight. We'll see you then. Thanks for being with us back here tomorrow.